When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Score North Winter Online Auction. It's your chance to save up to 70% off on items. Like a gas furnace or water heater from Air Mechanical. Stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV. A five-night all-inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations. Or an ultimate yard maintenance package from Tri-State Bobcat. Bidding begins December 9th through the 15th. Go to scorenorth.com keyword auction to bid, win, and save. That's scorenorth.com keyword auction. The Minnesota Vikings are pretty much the best team in North American team sports to never win a championship. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Another victory Monday as the Minnesota Vikings take down the New York Jets 27-22 and very disgusting. And I don't say disgusting in the best manner. We're going to dive into that. I'm Jesse Pierce, who also watched the Minnesota Wild get a couple victories over the weekend as an NHL.com beat writer. But here I am all aboard the Vikings train. Choo-choo! You know, I even, despite my resistance to Thor's positivity, here we are. I have to give Thor Nystrom, my co-host, a shout-out for always bringing the purple positivity. Uh, Nice hat. I like that hat. It's a good one. It's clean. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. It's funny because it's a big hat. It's a big hat. It's funny. It's like a Stetson. SNL. I got you. I got you. So good. Such a good one. Uh, And over there, that's our producer, Ross Brendel. Ross, the Vikings make you feel alive. Or what? What is it? Pain makes The Vikings let me know I'm still alive thanks to the pain. The pain lets me know that I'm still alive. Even this franchise in a victory is very good at delivering some pain. And by the way, Nice Victory Monday reference. Victory Monday, Purple Daily t-shirts, hoodies, available at scorenorth.com. Sounds like it's a great Christmas item, ladies and gentlemen. You know, uh, get that on your Christmas list. I was just glad to finally be gifted some Score North swag myself. Uh, so thank you to my secret Santa for that, for first getting the address wrong, but then correcting himself afterward. That, that would awesome. be me. That would be Ross. That would be Ross. <laughs> Guys, should we dive into it? I tweeted this out yesterday because I feel very strongly about it. And I feel like we have talked about it week in, week out, episode in, episode out. All these wins are ugly. Like, can we not just get a nice Minnesota Vikings victory? Can you not just be comfortable with the lead? Continue to push that lead. Don't sit back. Don't let them come back. The New York Jets did just that. Um as I'd mentioned, a disgusting game, but not in the sense that we would like to use. A win is a win is a win, but do they all have to be so damn ugly? 
Yeah, Ross and I in the last episode, we were we were pounding the table. This is the time we're going to get the double digit win, and then the Vikings have jumped out to that twenty to three lead. And I'll, I'll put my hands up, you know, and 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 take accountability on this one. I I sent our group uh, chat uh, right before halftime. This is the game. We like we did it. We're going to beat them by double digits. And then of course, what happens at every Vikings game when they jump out to a lead? The other team roars back, and then the the final three minutes of the game is just like you're you're going into cardiac arrest. <sighs> Just, when you go before halftime, basically net zero because you kick a field goal and then the Jets come right back down and kick a field goal. And then I believe, did the Vikings go three and out to start the second half? Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's how you leave the door ajar for your opponent. I, I don't know if I would use the word uh, disgusting because, as you said, Jesse, a win is a win is a win. But also it is semantics. Disgusting to you might not be disgusting to me. I would say it is frustrating, and I know we're going to get pushback. A lot of people will say, oh, well, they won the game. They're 10-2. and Calm down. Yeah, I get that, but I think if you're striving for perfection and you're striving to be a team that I said, I think last week, it's NFC Championship game or bust at minimum. Look, you can think the team has flaws. I think the team has flaws. I think they have a fair amount of flaws. But when you're 10-2, and two, the expectation is that you're going to go deep in the playoffs. That Jets team is not that good. And they're being quarterbacked by Mike White. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I get it. He's put up good numbers now, what, three starts in the NFL? Well, more than that, but his three most recent starts. I get that, but at some point, if you want to really make people believe and the masses believe, mm-hmm. put your foot down. Run somebody over. Win a game comfortably. Do maybe, it. Maybe you'll do it to clinch the division over the Lions. Hey, you got to get some Ritz or some cereal open behind you. They're not sponsored yet, so we will uh, cover the brand up. But yes, child, you may have whatever you'd like because I am in the middle of a podcast. As I told you before, this is what they do. They take advantage just like the Jets took advantage of the Vikings' weaknesses in the second half. You like that, Thor? Well, you like very, that? Got very well played. Was very Thank good. you. Yeah. You know, speaking of quarterbacks and some of the flaws, obviously we saw a not great, not even really good Kirk Cousins yesterday. Just a mess of a game for uh, Kirk O'Chains here. Just from top to bottom, um, really an 82.2 rating. Yes, the Vikings still get a win, but 173 yards for Kirk, 4.9 average, one touchdown, uh, two sacks. I, you know, it's nice that this has been an anomaly. I think it's absolutely anomaly for Kirk Cousins. I don't think you're going to see as poor of a performance from Kirk probably again but what happened there and again there's so many elements right we can talk about our o-line then you also talk about how the defense struggled to allow those points but let's start with kirko chains thor what did you make of mr cousins uh yesterday well i'm going to give some caveats before before my comments number one cousins did take a beating number two the jets defense is good and number three they have a pass rush and they have they have a good secondary so you have to get those caveats out of the way but that was about as inaccurate as you're going to see Kirk Cousins. There was times when there wasn't pressure and there was an open throw to be made and and he, then the ball wasn't on the money. That's one thing, you know, regardless of, of what, which Kirk we got, right? If, if Kirk was struggling, if we got Kirk O'Chains, if he was going YOLO, whatever, that the, the accuracy was, was one thing that was always sort of there. And that was the weird part about yesterday's game. And what, what I was sort of been looking around for is, did any of those shots affect his midsection? And and that's why some of those balls were short-armed or a little bit errant. I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, it, it was a little bit troubling, the inaccuracy from Cousins, just because we're not accustomed to seeing it. Right. 
I have a, a probably a hot take, hot question then. Just to stir the pot a little bit, people are probably going to hate this. Baker Mayfield placed on waivers today. Should the Vikings put in a claim just to have that insurance policy? Uh, Mayfield obviously struggling greatly with the Panthers, how the mighty have fallen. He, uh, you know, was supposed to be this legendary quarterback, hasn't panned out for him. I kind of like the idea of having a Baker Mayfield just sitting back there in case, just in case you need to. Am I crazy? Well, I think, you know, one way or the other, if Cousins was to go down with a season-ending injury like Garoppolo did yesterday, which is, by the way, very good news for the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we could touch on that later. But if, if that happens, I think one way or the other, the Vikings, their fortunes would be done. They're, obviously, they're, the ceiling of the house of, of where we think the season could go, it's going to come tumbling in. I would rather use the limited cap amount of space that they have left to try to do the full court press on Odell Beckham. And we can talk about this later too, but two of the guys that did not have very good games yesterday, well, the, there was a few, but the, the the two ancillary receivers to Jefferson, both Thielen and Osborne did not have very good games. I've been pounding the table of trying to get the upgrade for the wide receiver three for a while now, and it would be really nice to have Odell Beckham, but that's what I would use the remaining cap space if it's at all possible. Well, you know who did pop up yesterday? Your guy, Jalen Ragor, with a nice catch from <laughs> Kirk Cousins, a.k.a. Jalen Rager. Yeah. And just because I have to mix in a pun and try and be witty, even though I know I'm not very funny, would you say Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured could be Purdy good news for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I can't believe that Brock Purdy is starting games in the NFL, like period. He was the noodle arm quarterback, like back when they had Lazard and, and, and Akeem Butler, where the ball would like die at the, you know, 20 yards downfield. It would just come fluttering back to earth. It's, I mean, it's a testament to Brock Purdy that he has made the NFL and now he's in a position to start. But yeah, the, the we talk about a ceiling of a team going way down. That team looked terrifying as recently as two days ago when, you know, they had gotten McCaffrey. I don't know if they'd even lost since then. I think coming into this past week they had won four straight games and they were just sort of screaming up the standings and you're thinking man you know we've we've lost to the eagles we've lost to the cowboys emphatically we're afraid of them in the playoffs already now we also got to be afraid of the 49ers i am no longer concerned about the 49ers whatsoever brock purdy yeah. is not going to where, come into minnesota and win where did brock purdy play college football i don't remember he I, did he play with Brees hall is that cyclones that baby <laughs> yeah Let's all, go. all kidding aside i i do agree with thor <laughs> Uh, typically, once your starting quarterback goes down, there are very rare exceptions. Your season's pretty much over anyways. I don't know how much better at this point Baker Mayfield is than Nick Mullins. I think athletically, he's probably a better quarterback. I think he's gifted with more gifts than Nick Mullins probably is. But Nick Mullins has now been here for most of the season and probably has a better understanding of what the Minnesota Vikings are trying to do in their playbook and in their game plan. Yeah, if you have any money, I'd be trying to woo Odell Beckham. However, I, I do think if that was going to happen, it probably would have happened at this point. More than likely, the Vikings roster, with minor exceptions, is the Vikings roster at this point. As you mentioned, the Vikings 10-2 and right now, 9-0 and in one-score wins. Guys, how are we feeling about this? It keeps happening, and you keep hoping again for that huge victory of a victory but it's just it's these close dramatic games do we look at that as good battle test for the playoffs and you know especially these past four games easily some of the hardest competition that they have on the schedule the rest of the schedule should be okay minus Detroit looking a little bit tougher than maybe we had uh, at first predicted but do you like that they are winning these battle tested close games because you know they are doing well within the red zone as well on on defense or 
is it still frustrating? I mean, I think that this is a big reason. I know us Minnesotans, we love to be pissed off about nobody gives us the respect. And the Vikings are still not getting that national respect. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that these games are coming. Where are you guys at mentally and, and you know, just the vibes in general about how these wins have come? I had a knucklehead Packer fan, one of my buddies. He texted me yesterday. If if the Vikings had lost all their the one possession games, they would be 0-12 right now or whatever. I immediately fired back. If Nebraska last year had won all the single-digit games they were in, then they would have gone undefeated and Scott Frost would have been in the college football playoff. There is something to winning those close games. It is a skill, right? And, and we saw it this past year with Nebraska that that didn't work out. Like this idea that, like, you know, you could just flip over the line of regression and all of a sudden you, you, you would be this, you know, the, the team or whatever. And, you know, at the end of the Zimmer era – it was the opposite thing where, you know, they, they would allow teams back into the game, but invariably, especially at the end, that other team would come back and win. And, and, and this team is not doing that. There's absolutely things to button up. And I think that's the, the frustrating aspect of it. Um, there's some schematic things. I, I think it's some overall strategy things that, that they could do to address that. But overall, you, you want your team to be skilled in the situational ball, which Kevin O'Connell talks about all the time. And then at the very end of games, you know, the, the, the sort of clutch thing and, and making the correct decisions, making the plays. And now we've seen the defense come up with several at the end of these games to seal the game. And Bynum was obviously the hero of this one. But um, it, it's a good skill to have. Yeah, at the end of the day, the name of the game is putting wins in the win column, right? And if you continue to do that, especially in the playoffs, more than likely they will be one-score games. So if you're able to win the one-score games in the playoffs, nobody really cares. I think where people will care here down the stretch is if for some reason the Vikings lose a one-score game that maybe cost them the number one overall seed. But again, as we continue to go through this week by week, each week that continues to look like less and less of a possibility that the Eagles are almost a virtual lock for number one and the Vikings pretty much a virtual lock to stay at number two. I want to circle back to something that Thor said because Thor, I just, I don't get it, man. Friends don't let friends have Packer fan friends. So I I guess I don't know. I I don't even know how to help you. I wouldn't even reply to that person. I would probably (laughs) remove that person from my life. And maybe one way to do this is a friend breakup gift. And you could maybe purchase that friend breakup gift at our friends at Lake Ridge Liquors. How's that sound to you? Wow. I, that, that, that sounds good. Tell me more, Ross. No, nothing can end a friendship like, hey, we're done. Here's some booze to get over it. <laughs> Lake Ridge Liquors, they have a huge craft beer selection, including Yes Before We Die from Surly. Over 1,000 wines in stock. I plan on trying at least 999 of them because 1,000. That might show that I have a problem. $9.99, though, I, I don't think so. The 40-foot-long wall of whiskey, including a Lake Ridge exclusive barrel pick of Jefferson's Rye, single barrel. Only four made it to Minnesota, but guess what? They have one of them. Tis the season, the holiday season. Restock your liquor cabinet for the holiday parties. Cross all the names off your holiday list with one stop. Or just buy a friend breakup gift like Thor's going to have to do. Lake Ridge Liquors even has a rewards program because who doesn't love free liquor? Mention Score North sent you. Sign up for their rewards program. They'll spot you $5 on your next visit. Great prices, great service, locally owned and operated by Minnesota sports fans. Convenient location, just 30 seconds off of 694 on Rice Street. That is Lake Ridge Liquors. Check them out. 
pick up some of that before we die or whatever it is that tickles your fancy and tell them score north sent you and you know what maybe pick up a bottle of wine for me yeah or any booze will do especially when i'm watching the minnesota vikings defense who is statistically the worst in the league we have been over this time and time again one week maybe two weeks we we're like okay they're not so bad however guys I'm not going to go down the negative route. I'm going to take a page out of Thor's positivity book. Um, also, some Lake Ridge liquors will be in my system consumed to help this get out eventually, I imagine. But here, let's talk about some positives of the Vikings defense, shall we? Fourth quarter. Guys, they're a good fourth quarter team anyway. Um, is that enough to erase your hatred or unhappiness with the Minnesota Vikings defense for the most part this season? There was there was there was definitely positives yesterday. The first half and just team wide, but speaking specifically to the defense as well. Uh, how many teams have we seen over the course of two quarters starting out a game that had done something like that to the Jets? The Vikings were the team flying around. The Vikings were the team pushing them off the ball. The Vikings were the team establishing their will. That that's stuff that the Jets usually do. You know, even if if they can't win the game, um, just the way that they play, the physicality and and, and the discipline and everything like that. And and the Vikings played really well there. Obviously, we've talked about the third quarter over and over again and, and, and some of this different stuff. But you did have the first half and then you had the very end, you know, where where again. Uh, well, the other thing I want to say is holding them to field goal attempts, which is obviously the reason the Vikings ended up winning. They gave up a metric ton of yards. You know, Mike White ended up piling up all these yards where they, where they were thrown in the second half, you know, specifically, et cetera. But the Vikings held them to five different field goal attempts. The Jets happen to have a good field goal kicker. The Vikings really don't. And Greg DeLegg, Zerline, you know, went five for five, but it still wasn't enough. And and the thing of the, the red zone uh, defense and suppressing the scoring opportunities, that that's a big thing. And we've seen that with the, this Vikings team where they give up the yards, but not always give up the seven points. That's big. And then, of course, th- this Vikings defense, the one thing, you, even the biggest hater of this Vikings defense has to say, it's something I said earlier, over and over again at the end of these games, the Vikings defense is making big plays. We, you know, we, we remember against the Bills, and you could go on and on. We, we could go game by game of these close games, you know, that they've had where a, a defensive play was made that ended up sealing the game. And obviously in, in this one, it, it was Cam Bynum's interception at the end. Those are two things you, you have to compliment. But, yeah, it's it's tough giving up the yardage. And obviously the better offense, you know, when the Vikings played the Eagles and played the Cowboys, they, they, it wasn't bend, don't break. It was bend and break. And so that's going to have to be something that they address when they start playing these better offenses in the playoffs. Ross, yeah. I swear if you steal my take, I'm going to smack you, but go ahead. I will not steal your take, uh, hopefully at least. Yesterday during the broadcast, the CBS announcers were quoting Ed Donatel, and Ed basically said, yards don't equal points, which yeah. is true if you can hold teams to field goals. However, when you give up five field goals plus a touchdown or two, that does equal points. So I think that that comment, albeit true, you have to really break it down game by game and opponent by opponent. Uh, So I, I do largely agree with that. And to Thor's point, yes, the Vikings defense continues to make plays when they have to. I'll be the one that sits here and is Mr. Negative. I don't think you're going to force a turnover every time. At some point, that ball is going to be caught for a touchdown or it's going to be ran in for a touchdown. And I want the team to do the best job they possibly can to not continually put themselves in spots like that, especially yesterday. Look, there's ebbs and flows of all games against all opponents. Some games are naturally going to be closer. 
the NFL this year, almost every game seemingly is a one score game. I get it. But when you're up 20 to three and you have a you have a chance to stop a team yesterday, right before halftime, you got your field goal to go up 20 to three in the end. You think, okay, the Jets came down and scored. It's 20 to six. Will that really make a difference? Well, it almost did yesterday. And again, you just stole some momentum, had all the momentum, and you give them momentum right back at the end of half, feeling pretty good about themselves. That's the stuff to me that has to stop. I don't know why every team, Thor, Jesse, myself, and eight other people here from Hubbard Broadcasting could put together a team and score on that team inside of two minutes, especially at the first half. That's not acceptable. That's the stuff that has to stop because that's the stuff that will hurt them come playoff time. Yeah, because while I might be a crap manager in my fantasy football team, which I have now given up on. Obligatory fantasy football mention. I am a two-time powder puff champion uh captain my senior year so just no big deal i have complete faith you somewhat stole what i was gonna take Wait, ross but i'm time going out to... <laughs> time out what? how do you become a two-time captain in one season did you lose your captain no 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 i said i've been a two-time champion one-time captain I'm oh captain. my apologies my apologies get That's it together get That's it together and I sorry for stealing captain, a part of your point. I was a freshman the one year, so they're not going to give it to a freshman. Um, anyway, <laughs> my point was going to talk about that puck luck, which I don't know how the rhyme would translate to football, right? But in hockey, you talk about puck luck. These interceptions that the Vikings defense are getting, as you both mentioned, to Sinchel's games, that's not going to continue to happen. In September, you had the interception against Detroit. October, Dantzler forced the fumble against Chicago. November, Patrick Peterson, interception versus Buffalo, and as you guys mentioned, bind them against the Jets. It's great that they can do it. It's great that these clutch situations, and again, the Vikings are clutch in the fourth quarter. They're coming up strong on all ends, but we've said it before, they're playing with fire, right? They are just absolutely playing with fire and you are going to 100% get burned. It just, it's a matter of time. And it's probably going to come at a time where you really can't afford to lose like the playoffs, right? Maybe it goes all the way there. You cannot count on the luck. I will say my second um, other favorable thing for the Vikings defense is they're forcing turnovers not necessarily just in those game-winning situations as well. Uh, this year, the Vikings have forced 20 turnovers, a plus-eight turnover differential, second-best mark in the league. Uh, so far, the Vikings have 12 interceptions, eight fumble recoveries, and 24 turnovers is tied for fourth in the league. So, again, I think that plays into that luck that I had just mentioned. But maybe the defense is a little better than we might give them credit for. Again, stats don't lie, but some of these stats aren't as bad as and grim as we think well yeah i mean like in the in the second half they were they were playing the off stuff and they were allowing the underneath completions and they were allowing the the clock to go um and the jets were able to matriculate down but then you buckle down in the scoring opportunities and you force the the field goals you know every time outside of the they got the their touchdown it wasn't until the the very end and obviously that made it interesting because they got their, the the Mike White the overturn the, the sneak or whatever was with six forty six or six forty five left in the game, um, but you know up until then you'd, you'd force the field goal attempts and yeah I mean I more or less I agree with you but I also think that there's more positives here than than we're sort of putting out I mean the Vikings now have swept the the AFC East with this win over the Jets 
And in this game, you know, after it was tied three to three, but after that, the Vi- I mean, the Vikings not only led the entire game, they were also covering the entire game. And they did so without arguably, I'm saying arguably for other folks, because I actually think he is the best, you know, the best tackle in football or the top three, you know, if, if people want to argue with that, Christian Derrissaw being out again, and once again, having to play without a starting cornerback. And, and the cornerback thing, that the secondary, that was something that that that, that uh, certainly came bubbled up to the surface in this game, especially with the way that Garrett Wilson was playing. But also Davis, he, he got his catches as well. And, and the one, you know, where, where it was downfield or whatever and uh, set up a scoring opportunity, um, doing so against the, the secondary cornerbacks. And, you know, in this game, Caleb Evans had come back, but then he had the concussion symptoms. He had to go out. Um, and, and so when those guys come back and the Vikings get back to full strength, um, you're going to see an even better team, and, and they're obviously ten and two anyway. Do you guys care that they are now four and zero against the AFC East? We've talked about just how not good, piss poor they are. Do do we care that the Vikings are undefeated against that? Where do you, where does that rank? I mean, again, the AFC is what you're going to have to go for to party, but. Uh... What's our thought process there? Well, a thousand percent because they're quality teams there. Some people have made the argument that that's the best division in football. Wherever you fall on that, it's four solid teams. And and the top one is, you know, one of the top couple teams in the entire NFL, the Bills. And, of course, the Vikings went there and won the wildest game of, of the entire NFL season. But the Dolphins are eight and four. The Jets are, they were seven and four before the Vikings tagged them with a loss. And the Patriots would have a winning record right now had the Vikings not beaten them. You know, there's there's six and five in their other games. So, yeah, I mean, going going through the list and beating all four of them, it matters because they're quality teams. And that's another thing that I feel like people don't give the Vikings credit for. It's all defaulting on this stuff of, oh, they got outgained in another game without bringing up the context of when those yards were coming. Because a lot of these ones came when the Vikings had a double-digit lead in the second half, right? When when, when that stuff went. Or the Vikings' ability to pull these games out and, and, and different stuff like that. I, I, I do think it's noteworthy because the Vikings have beaten a procession of good teams. Yes, a, a lot of these ones, they're not as, as as lopsided as we want. They don't they don't pull away. And they, they haven't pulled away from some teams that we think are lesser quality than the four teams in the AFC East, but it's absolutely noteworthy because of the quality of the teams they beat in the, in that division. Speaking of pulling away, just so everybody knows, I'm still on top of Thor's hammers. Uh, Ross <laughs> is now tied with Thor. So I'm going to continue to create some separation, but I forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, well, okay. we, we didn't have a Thor's hammer segment today. You didn't need to bring that up on the Monday. That's all well, I will bring it up. Segment. I will bring it up daily. If I, I know you she's, will. she's just a grave stopper is what she's doing. <laughs> Not only does she dig the graves, she stomps on them and then dances on them at every opportunity that sure she does. gets. Hey, yeah. sweeping a division. When you, when you do these every four years, you play another division on the other side. Uh, that is cool and noteworthy. I'll give them that. You know what would excite me more or would have been happier sweeping the nfc east mm. they'll have one more opportunity to get back to 500 but right now not sweeping the nfc east and those losses to the eagles and cowboys one is what's preventing you from being undefeated don't know how realistic that was but at least winning one of those two games maybe even the philadelphia game would have kept you more in line for the number one seed uh, but overall i mean look you, you play a division you get all you get to play all four teams you sweep them all pretty good teams i don't know if any of them are great teams maybe buffalo probably buffalo probably buffalo but that but that's noteworthy i mean that that that's good stuff and it's it's another it's another notch on the list of good things and fun things that have happened to the 2022 minnesota vikings this season 
Well, you know what? We'll continue to talk Vikings on Purple Dailies Before We Die, brought to you by Score North on Thursday, where we get to look ahead at the Detroit Lions, you guys, uh, a team that has certainly kind of had a resurgence, absolutely destroyed Jacksonville. Yesterday did not help out the Vikings in clinching that NFC North title, but uh, they have another shot. They will visit Detroit this upcoming Sunday. Thursday's episode covers all that. I will also, again, remind you then, that I am on top of Thor's Hammers. We will break down Thor's Hammers. It'll be all good. But, you know, come for the Vikings talk. Stay for Jesse's uh, prowess in the competition. against. We're going to have to get another drop for that. Obligatory Jesse bringing up the standings to <laughs> Thor Hammer. I am so great. <laughs> I am so great. That's what she Let's, sounds like. I got to ring right the now. bell when I can. You know what I mean? You got to sure. ring the bell when you can. Uh, guys, let's wrap it up with a couple before we die, shall we? Time now for the Before We Die crew to give us their Before We Dies. All right. Uh, Ross, why don't you kick us off this week? Yeah, so I was thinking about this yesterday, and then I actually saw somebody tweet it, and I'd love to give them credit for it, but since I don't remember who it was, I'm only going to loosely talk about the tweet, but it basically ran down every time the Vikings have started off with a similar record how far they've gone. And then it just pop this reoccurring thought in my head that has basically happened every time the Vikings have made a really good push in the NFC the last 10 to 15 years. And to me, I don't know if this is just something that's out in the universe. Maybe the NFL is out to get the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe we just truly can't have nice things like people like to talk about. I don't really believe that, but then what happens is what I'm about to mention. And then I, you know, maybe I kind of do start believing it. Minnesota Vikings, 2009, they go 12 and four. Okay. Maybe not great, but some years that's been good enough for the number one seed. Not in 2009, 2017, the Minnesota Vikings go 13 and three, not good enough for the number one seed. 2022, the Minnesota Vikings are going to go, 13 and 4, 14 and 3, 15 and 2. Not good enough for the number one seed. This is getting old and I despise it. And I'm sounding like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> one of these years, the Vikings will win 13 plus games and actually get the number one seed before I die. This is getting mildly annoying. You're 10 and 2. You have next to no shot at the number one seed. Very frustrating. Before I die, the Minnesota Vikings will have the number one seed again in the NFC. All right. Thor, you want to go next? Did I scare well, you both? No, no I like this. That was good. That I like, was I'm just, fast. I'm distracted. There's lights flickering, child's humming. It's like, these are all my children. It's not I'm, haunted by any means, but I'm trying. I'm back in the closet that right. I annexed, by the way. So the lighting <laughs> is back to, you know. You see, do you see the difference? Actually, you should turn that back on. Oh, Take it away, better. Thor. What do you got? Well, I was just going to say, first off, I'm happy the Lions beat the Jaguars or whoever yesterday, because so, it's going to be all the sweeter when the Vikings go into their home field. to Or whoever, the just the disrespect to Jacksonville. <laughs> it's, it, that yeah, whatever. Duval. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't care about Duval. Now, as far as my before we die, I, I was going to do the before I die, the Vikings have to sign Odell Beckham. But we already sort of said that and we already sort of talked about that. And then also I saw the media reports that Odell Beckham like as we speak is being wind and dined by Jerry Jones in Dallas again. Um, 
Uh, again, yeah, he's Odell Beckham is in Dallas right now, so uh, I, I don't know how that's going to go. So I'm I'm going to audible off of that before we die and go to a different one. This is a conceptual before we die. You have the Roombas for inside, right? And they're great. You push the button and then it, it goes and it goes up and, and then it goes back to its home, right? And then all you got to do is, you know, some people, they got the ones where it, it'll filter it for them and then you just have the bag. But, you know, otherwise you do it every time. It's, it's fine. Then you, you it charges, you press it again. Before I die, we get a Roomba for snow blowing. I hate going out into the driveway and doing all my snow. Why don't we have a Roomba? It's like a snowblower Roomba. You know, you just you just press the button and then the thing goes. It's really easy. You're just going up and down the line. It should be even easier than the regular Roomba because it has to avoid all these different things. You can fall off the stairs. Every time I turn mine on, the cat's attacking it. The cat has this never-ending war with the Roomba. It always is trying to knock out the little spinner things in front of it. We need a Roomba for the driveways. Just go up the line, come back, go up the line, and then go back to your home when you're done. One brilliant Two, can we beta test this by you putting a little plow on your Roomba and sending it up and down the driveway? You know, I get it. It might not be ready for it if it's a, an eight inch snow like we just had or a foot. Mm-hmm. But if we get a light dusting of snow on Tuesday or Wednesday in the Twin Cities like they're talking about, put a little plow on that Roomba, test it out for us and report back. I love it. I would yeah, prefer it to drop. I would prefer it to drop salt as well to de-ice can we add that it's like a little mini zamboni yeah. this is picturing very this much like great. a little mini zamboni yeah you, yeah you just put some salt in there and then it's also yep. sort of distributing the salt as it's shooting out the snow S- someone out there right now is taking notes and they just got a billion dollar idea sir it's yours if you're an engineer i want you to make this thing because i badly call need it, it and I will be the first, call it the thornba or whatever you got to do but <laughs> i will be the first person in line to, to purchase one of these because i badly need one I don't know. I still want to get a four-wheeler for a number of reasons because I just like doing that type of crap. I, but a four-wheeler with a plow on the front and just zip, 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 I want down. to commend Thor for these rants that have nothing to do with sports but have <laughs> all about, they're all about personal living and making our lives better. Yeah. At, at some point before the end of the season, we'll need a Chipotle update, but uh, that, that was one. brilliant as well, Thor. The people I, are waiting. I'm going to bow out of any more before we dies this year, because I, I thought I brought a little bit of fire with being upset at the, you know, the Minnesota Vikings. Now I'm going to go back to mine. The Vikings <laughs> need to be better about their pop-up seasons. If you're going to have a pop-up season that is 14 and three good, make sure there's not another team that's going to go 16 and one or 15 and two. Okay. That's all I'm saying. thousand percent. I was just going to talk crap about primetime, but whatever. I guess I don't even you know. You go right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> Wait, Coach Prime get... to Colorado? Or Coach Prime. Thing? He's wow. going to get fired from Colorado. I feel like he's. Whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why a not? pick. I, I Jackie, don't I... like his approach. I'm not a fan. Like the arrogance. And then for him to walk in, tell the kids that they should enter the portal and how he wants. Like, I don't. And then naming his kid the starting quarterback. I know that was a joke because then he said he'd have to earn it. But I don't know. I don't like it. I watched the press conference. Coach Prime's going to get fired. I think it's mostly because he's going to say something unsavory that's going to get him in hot water. And now that he's on a slightly bigger stage than Jackson State, I think that's what's going to happen. I am very intrigued to see how this turns out. I think it has potential to work out well. I think it has potential, to your point, Jesse, for him to be relieved of his duties in three or four years. I'll say this, even though it's not a college football show. When the University of Minnesota hired P.J. Fleck, whether you liked his resume or not, everything that he brought to me made him the right coach at the right time for the right university. Mm-hmm. 
win or lose, this is worth the swing of the bat or the, the toss of the football for a Hail Mary for Colorado. Right coach, right time at the right university. Does it translate to wins? Time will tell. Thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, I'm a thousand curious. percent. And, and by the way, Shadir Sanders, Dion's kid, he's way better than the quarterbacks that Colorado's had the past couple of years. So he <laughs> he is going to be the, the starting quarterback. He's also going to bring the number one recruit with him from last year, Travis Hunter, who he flipped from from Florida State late in the process. I'm really excited to see the way that it shakes out. It's a very weird fit. You know, I thought he was going to go to USF probably because that, that was like closest or whatever. But um, going across the country to Colorado, and now you get to play against Lincoln Riley, like and all these other exciting coaches in the Pac-12. Pac-12 was better this past year. Dan Lanning, you know, had brought up Oregon as well. I, I think it's going to be awesome. And, and Colorado certainly is going to be a top 10 recruiting destination for the next couple of years if this thing doesn't blow up on Dion. So I'm, I'm just excited to see this thing. I put out. a quarter in Thor. I apologize. Now, here's <laughs> one that I'll throw in now. Once you start talking college football, you're in my wheelhouse. I did. I did. Uh, congrats <laughs> to another coach who spent some time in Hennepin County, Jerry Kill. Oh, yeah. The quick lane yes. boy with New Mexico game. State. Yeah. That awful mm-hmm. football team somehow won six games and is off to a bowl oh. game. Good for Jerry. Yeah, after he started the season Bear. by complaining all summer about P.J. Flack, and he hated P.J. Flack, and he wasn't sure if he was going to shake P.J.'s hand. We didn't know at that time when the Gophers were kicking their butt that at the end of the season, New Mexico State was going to go to a bowl. So, doff of the cap to Mr. Brick by brick, baby. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. I'm excited for Jerry. I'm happy for him. Getting back on the horse, getting back to bowl season is great. Good time. There you go. Good work, Jerry. I'm Bear. done. My other before we die was that Kirill Kaprizov is going to go on a 20-game point streak, just for fun. You can Google what's that he at, if you're not uh, a hockey start, person. What's he at now or starting in the 12. next game? 12 games. That's 12. what I thought. Yep. Yep. So, so you'll get I don't have anything more. to add to the hockey tags. Yeah, I know you don't. what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. It's just a point. Like, an assist, a second assist, that counts. So Is Ryan Reeves delivering the starting lineup every game, or was that he just a one-time should. deal? He probably should. He is Usually it's a one-time deal, but uh, I think he has a fan club in there that they will allow him to do so. Also, um, player wild players will only do intermission interviews shirtless from now on. So that's what... Can we also point out I said I was done talking, and that lasted about <laughs> six seconds. Now I'm done. Take it home, Jesse. I'm going to close this out, guys. I will spare you any more hockey talk, college football talk. I will not spare you from our gratitude for always checking us out. Uh, again, this is Purple Dailies Before We Die on Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Nystrom. He's Ross Brendel bringing you episodes and Vikings content every single Monday and Thursday. We love it. We love your engagement. We love you guys checking us out. Uh, drop your thoughts on this episode, on the Vikings. What? may be it whatever um you know on thor's nice hat whatever it could be uh you know we love we love to engage interact and uh appreciate you guys checking checking us out don't forget to check out all the other purple daily content uh lots and lots of stuff slinging your way uh as good as kirk cousins can throw not yesterday but like accurate other times um but sometimes not always accurate we'll see that's gonna do it i need to just end that's gonna do it for this week's episode have a great rest of your week we'll see you thursday skull 10 and two vikings hennepin go vikes